about the life that is in the heavens, but it's going to be about the life that is in the world to come. He did share with me a vision he had of the world that is to come, of events in the world that is to come. And I can say with every certainty that that, has, that really encouraged me. Uh, because that which we are talking about and which we are dealing with is reality. The world to come is more real than this present world. Praise God. And, you know, the Lord will help us, in a, you know, to, to, to appreciate that. Uh, and I also want to appreciate uh, Pastor Kadian, Bird. I call her, the, to myself now, I call her the First Lady of Scotland. And of course, uh, together with uh, my very good friend, Pastor Hans, Pastor Hans always said, you know, uh, dipped his big toe into the waters to check the temperature, then put his ankle in, and then shortly after that, he dived in at the deep end. That is the way and the manner that he, I think he does things. He checks things out thoroughly, and uh, like the CEO that he is, I look at him as a quintessential CEO. And like the CEO that he is, he analyzes, he, chucks, he looks at things, and then he takes a decision and goes for it. Mombikadian, God bless you richly. Uh, I know you are somebody that uh, turned down earthly inheritance in order to lay hold massively on that which is spiritual. And uh, when Reverend was speaking about uh, Pastor Hans's laying down things, I, I know that, uh, I believe that um, Mommy Kadian cuts a deeper line insists on things even much more clearly and has the strength and the conviction to ensure that, you know, uh, what she, she, she believes in family, uh, you know, must be put to the line. And God bless the two of you. Uh, in appreciating, uh, you know, people tonight, there's something I'd like to take out, you know, as I appreciate each person. Because I see that there is a commonality of spirit all over the place. It's not, it's not uh, uh, for, 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 it's, it's not, uh, how would you call it? Uh, it? It just doesn't, it's not a happenstance that all over the place, Things are being manifested pretty much in the same way and in the same manner. And I know that uh, Reverend Kayo de Oyegoke is even watching this now or listening to it. I call him my father, my father, because he is the father of us all. It doesn't matter how young you are, it doesn't matter how old you are, 
the fountain, the original fountain that God brought to Lagos from the north of Nigeria. Him. God raised him up in a particular manner. He went through hard times. And I'm sure it is not a secret. We all know that his greatest, uh, his greatest desire when he was coming out of uh, secondary school was to join the Nigerian army. And the last time he was living here, I told him, I said, sir, I am sure that your forebears were warriors. And he confirmed that, yes, you know, part of his lineage was, 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 was a war from the warrior class. And what I want to say to us tonight is that you cannot follow after the Lord Jesus Christ at this time except you are of a truth a warrior. We remember when the people went to rebuild the walls of uh, Jerusalem. Even the priests had the instruments for building as well as the instruments for war. And at this time, it doesn't even matter what kind of instruments are in your hands in the holy place or even in the most holy place. We must undertake everything with that understanding that there is a war on. And anybody who doesn't understand that may very well end up as a casualty. Anybody who knows Reverend Helen Oyegoke will know that of a truth, she is also somebody with, with, a, with a serious fighting spirit. Praise God. And you can be sure that when you have generals like that in front of you, or behind you, you will be confident concerning the results. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me also continue by appreciating uh, Pastor Jeff. The last time he came to London, I appreciate that he spent hours answering my questions. I wanted to know everything concerning his birth, his schooling, his growth, how he came to the word of righteousness, his relationships, everything about him. I, I, I think he must, he must have imagined that I was some kind of uh, Canadian uh, intelligence service uh, <laughs> operator. The only thing that I don't think I asked him was uh, for him to give me a copy of his bank statements. <laughs> But let me say that anybody that sees him will know that he's a chip of the old block. That this is somebody who is also a warrior. Uh, somebody who's a survivalist. And somebody who believes very much in what he has been able to lay his hands upon. 
And uh, when I see the other pastors in Canada, Pastors Femi, Bukumi, and now Pastor Sesi, boy, uh, the arrangement of God also to bring people in from America. I was telling Reverend that I know of the truth that there was a prophecy that Canada and America will come together. So Pastors uh, uh, Gabriel, Pastors Israel, uh, you are very much welcome. We thank God for the sacrifices that you are making and that you continue to make in order to bring about the purpose of God in North America. So, we are, I'm sure that uh, not too long after, people from Mexico might also be joining you uh, for that battle in, in, in North America. And uh, I know that the Lord would guarantee your success Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Going over to Lagos, I'm not quite sure who is there, but uh, I know of the truth that uh, Pastor Emeka is in uh, Poland. The meeting in Poland has started today. Uh, one did say that it is needful for us to continue to uh, Raise him up in prayer to raise up Poland. It's a strategic nation in Europe. And, you know, uh, to take the measure of the man, when you see him, you, you, you might mistake him for somebody that will be blown about by the wind. But this is somebody whose resilience has been proven over the years by the way and the manner that he has followed the uh, reverend. These are people who knew, who knew things when there was nothing that you could say would be attractive to, to any man. But I thank God because I met EGFM at that level. I suspect that if things had been much more prosperous in terms of uh, the natural, I may well not have taken to EGFM as I did, but I saw people People like Pastor Emeka, people like Pastor Faso, people like Pastor Ken, Ejana Hore, people like uh, now the, 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 the younger folks, Pastor Thompson, who you know, did human's work in London. Uh, he's not somebody who likes the cold very much, but that didn't stop him from putting on his jacket and going out into the cold. In order to be able, you, we, we all had Pastor uh, Kay's uh, testimony yesterday. Very grateful that he remembered him and helped to bring him in into, into, into this work. Uh, the, the beasts, as they are called, uh, Pastor Tokpe, Pastor Yola, Pastor Ayo, Pastor Tunji uh, Adegukle. Uh, now, what I want to uh, mention as well is that in the time I was between 2011 and 2017, when I was going back and forth and also stayed in England for some time, Pastor Tokpe and a number of pastors kept up prayers in our house at Ebutimeta. In all those years, rain or shine, no matter what was happening, they kept on that, that prayer. And I can assure you, I was tremendously blessed by the results of the prayers, even though I was not there. 
They made enormous sacrifices in line with the principles for this ministry. So you are in very good company because these are people that have proven time and time again that they love the life and they are willing to lay down their own lives even for this. And I would also uh, say to us concerning uh, the, the folks in, uh, in London, Pastor K, I mentioned Pastor uh, uh, Parks just now, Pastor K, Pastor Azuka, Pastor Uzo, Pastor Godwin, Pastor Kunle. You know, these are people, uh, I think the expression is that they have hazarded their lives for the sake of the gospel. And they are pointers to what the path that we must follow. These are people who have gone through all manner of stresses. There's one in particular that I always coveted and uh, somehow the Lord didn't allow me to, to, to go through that. I've never been hungry because there is no food. I don't know how many of us have gone through that. When you have to wait for your food, you remember the children of Israel in the wilderness? Three days out of Egypt with all the miracles, no water, no food, and rebellion started almost immediately. So we must come to a place I thank God for the people in Canada. I don't think anybody that I'm seeing right now has gone hungry recently. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody is looking, you know, really swell. Even pa Pastor Ceci seems to have put on a little bit of weight uh, since he got to Canada. Eh? Praise God. Praise the Lord. But I'm saying to us that these are things that at the end of the day, we will come to understand that they are of little significance when we measure up to those things that we are coming into. If we, you know, in the last few days, I've been thanking God so much for the Lord Jesus Christ. So much for those that he's raising by his example. So much. Because if we did not come to begin to enter into the things of everlasting life, it's very obvious, to, it should be obvious to everybody that there's no way we would have been able to get over and above the enemy of God. We spent years, Reverend took us for years through teachings concerning Christ. And then the trumpets began to sound concerning the time of the thunders that were coming. And thunderings were taking place. The, 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 the trumpet was blowing about thunders for about six years. And then we now began to come into this. And then it became obvious our warfare against an everlasting enemy would be useless if we did not have that portion of Christ that is the Father 
an everlasting life that is superior to the everlastingness that God ordained in Satan. And then we now have the prospects of coming into eternal life in front of us. Father, I thank you, Lord, indeed, for the gift of your Son. I honor you, the Almighty God, for making available a member of the Godhead to come and to live this life that we might be able to see the clear example of that life which has been ordained even to bring us into salvation. Uttermost salvation. Thank you, Lord, indeed for the way and the manner that your son demonstrated that life for three and a half years. Three and a half years that were full of all manner of undertakings that was sufficient to raise 12 people and a number of other witnesses. And from that time on till now, your message, the message of your life that your son came into has not been superseded and cannot be superseded by the life that is in this world. Thank you, almighty God, Lord, indeed for what you are, you are said to do in us and through us. And thank you, Lord, indeed for the grace that we are, Lord, indeed coming into, that we might be able Father, Lord, indeed, to sustain that life in and through us and for the, an example to others at this time. We just bless you, Father. We honor you, Almighty God. We thank you, Lord, indeed, for the Canada meeting. We thank you, Almighty God, Lord, indeed, for so much help that has come. Even, Lord, indeed, as I pray that your people will be imbued with such boldness, such courage, such strength, such might, a determination, almighty God, Lord, indeed, that that which you, have de you decided before you created the heavens and the earth will come to pass. You said, let us make man in your own image, in your own likeness. And we see that over, over centuries, over millennia, that constant drive has been there, Lord, indeed, to bring us into the fullness of that vision. We bless you, Father. We honor you, almighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me also appreciate uh, those who are in the streaming center today. There are just about six or seven of us, uh, but we know that uh, of the truth, the works Together with the crews in uh, Canada and uh, Lagos, they, they walk, you know, like your men. And the Lord will bless them and increase them in every way. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we please go to Second Peter chapter 3 from verses 11. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, 
and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Please, let's go back to that verse 12. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. So, everything of the earth, everything of the present heavens is going to be destroyed. I remember with some astonishment when I told my uncle, who at that time was 82 years old, that this was going to happen. His jaw dropped. And he asked, why have these things not been taught in the church? Because should this message go out in all of its reality, very many people will no longer follow after vanity. When you understand that, you know, the, 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 the beauty of what uh, Pastor Pastor taught on the opening day, it challenges us concerning our motives in everything that we do. I believe that since the word of the, the, uh, the words of everlasting life began to come to us, many of us, and certainly myself, have been held up short on many occasions. The thing that I say, the thing that I even think, I now begin to look to, to you know, when, when I have done things. There's a recalling item in my life to say, why did you do this? I suspect it is by reason of the things that we are hearing. Because at this time, they will have to remove from us those things, those things that the enemy puts into us. As long as we have any things of Satan in us, you can be sure that the new thing that we are hearing will have to be played out over the background of what we used to know. And what we used to know, unfortunately, is not anything that is worthy of being retained. When Paul spoke about putting aside dung, he knew what he was talking about. All his learning up to the time he met with Christ gave him status, gave him an edge in society, but didn't give him anything as far as the kingdom was concerned. Thank God for the intellectuals. Thank God for the academia. Thank God for the knowledge. You know, this is a time of great increase in knowledge. And it is so easy for us to run away with those things. By the time people begin to make eyes out of stem cells and join them to brains. There are some people on the face of the earth who will begin to say, is there any point in looking for God? Praise God. So the inventions that are going to be lying signs and wonders, they are still in front of us. They are still in front of us. They are going to come. And the reason why they are preparing us now with the knowledge of truth is that it is only by receiving truth, by receiving the love of truth, that will save us 
From that time, especially when God in his wisdom would send a strong delusion into the world, and those who have not received the love of truth will jump at those illusions. I remember some years ago, there was a video that uh, my best friend sent to me, and it seemed, appeared to show a column of water falling from the sky. And people surrounded it, and people were beginning to cry out, oh Lord, oh God, oh this, you know, and they, they thought it was something way out. And I warned my friend, I had no insight, but I said, look, it doesn't matter to what extent these things happen. This is, not, this is not something that should sway you in any way. A few days later, it turned out that it was a burst pipe. Water was coming from the ground and going up as a solid column. And people thought it was coming from the heavens. And, you know, there was, there was so much people, that they were already setting up uh, tents as it were to worship because they felt that this was of God. Men are going to be so easily taken by those things. Praise the Lord. But what I want to say to us uh, today is that that same, the same spirit that I have seen in our parents, in our principals, in our pastors, and even now in young people, the younger people in this ministry, gives me room for great encouragement that people are now determined, haven't bought into this. You, we, we have different levels of understanding, different level, levels of knowledge, but that people are determined to spend themselves and be spent in order to be able to acquire this life. I personally believe that, because the scripture says so, in the days to come, you are going to be, by the time you embody the life, you are going to be epistles that men will see and not only glorify God, but in their believing, they will come to salvation. The man whose seven women will take hold of and say, we just want your name. Just give us, give us your name. We will provide our own clothing. We will provide our own food. Speaks of souls that are so hungry for God, who have an understanding of what this man has been able to receive. He has received the name of God. It's not his own name. It's not his own surname. He's one of those who has had the name of God put on his forehead. And because of that, no matter what state they find him in, no matter how much he struggles in the natural life. No matter what is about him, they, they will see him and they will know that of a truth. This is that that pertains unto salvation. Amen. Malachi, I have a, 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 a favorite verse there, probably chapter 3 or so, that speaks of a time that is coming when God is going to put his mark upon the righteous. Right now, when you go throughout the streets of Ottawa, nobody knows that you are coming from such a high-powered conference. But in the days to come, by reason of, the, of what is going to be in you, 
people will see immediately that there is a difference. It's not going to be by reason of the attire you put on. It's not going to be the reason of, of your car. It's not going to be by reason of your house. There will be a manifestation of the life that has been put into you. Praise God. But like I said, uh, the, the, the person who made it possible, the Lord Jesus Christ, with so many references have been made to the fact that at the age of 12, he already knew the father, his father's business. There, is, there was, it looks like from a very early age, he had connected with the idea to him of who the father is. And he had become, I would say, for his age at least, excessively serious about a determination of what he needed to do for the father's sake. Everything he did was about the father. Everything the Lord Jesus Christ did, he was motivated by one desire and one desire only, to do exactly what the father would have him do. John 5. Again, references have been made to this from verses 19 to 21. But I, I'll just call in on about five words there. The son can do nothing of himself. Can do. Of course, <laughs> we know he had the capacity to do, to do great stuff. He obviously had you know, he, 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 by the time he, had, he, he came to Jordan, by the time he, he, he turned water to wine, he already had sufficient ability and even grace to do much more than the world has ever seen. The son can do nothing of himself. I believe that that was, what, that was something he, what, that was de, he was determined about even from the very beginning of his journey. If you remember, after, uh, when, when they left Jerusalem, they said he went back to uh, Galilee with his parents and submitted to them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When his mother more or less forced him to turn water to wine, he, he told her, my time has not yet come. She said to the servants, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. And we're told yesterday that, you know, uh, I think it was Pastor Yola, if, if you had that kind of, of power, wine, in fact, you start a brewery. <laughs> wine would be, would be would, you, you, you manufacture wine in large quantities. But that was not the business of the father. He, 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 he sold himself out to the father's business. And the father's business for him was acquiring life. And he acquired that life in order that we may be able to have that life. Praise God. So there was nothing that he did that was not in line with that principle, which was from the very beginning let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. That is what they, they, they created the earth, they created the heavens. As awesome and as great as these things were, 
for one purpose. When Reverend first, you know, mentioned that, you know, at a meeting, it blew my mind away. Pluto is there, hanging out there. Mars is there, hanging out there because of you and because of me. And the understanding of this should make us to be so determined that we too, God helping us, we will come to a state where we will not be able, we cannot do anything except that which the Father is speaking. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's look at Hebrews uh, 5, 7 to 9. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him, that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Though he was a son, yet learned the obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Again, it was all about salvation. It was all about the project of the Father. In our places of work, in our homes, in our places of entertainment, everything we do, from now on, when we submitted to that particular image, that particular undertaking, I'm, I know, we always joke about it in Itaka House, that a lot of times, by the time we, 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 we leave Itaka House, the nearby railway station is Stratford, by the time you get to Stratford, the very weighty matters that were spoken of in the Thaka house will vanish from your memory because it's like the enemy pushes his life against you. By the time you get to a place that somebody brushes past you, a few days ago, one small boy of about 14, but I think, you know, he had put on some, some height and some weight, reached out to rob my ball pit. You, you are saying, ah, that was the second time. It happened about 2016 or 2015. Three people, I was waiting on the railway platform, and they decided to come and rob my, the, you know, my, my ball pit. Now, that was an attempt by the enemy to rob me of life. Another time, I greeted a man of our race. He had a walking stick. And he decided that he would knight me with his walking stick. <laughs> he brought his walking stick on my shoulder. It is easy for, for the enemy to distract us. But by reason of the things that we are coming into in this season, we know that we must put aside every consideration that is a distraction from the enemy. We said earlier, you know, one thing I'd like to say about the, the adversary is that he never rests. Before this meeting, before this time, we actually had some issues uh, with regards to, uh, to, the, to the holding the meeting. He's forever active in trying to stop what God is seeking to do. Praise the Lord. So I will say to us, in conclusion, just to wrap up what 
you know, what, what one has been saying. It doesn't matter how hard things may seem to be going forwards. It doesn't matter how slow things may be. I'm sure there are many of us who are waiting for legitimate things that need to happen. It doesn't matter even whether they happen or not. There is one thing and one thing only that we must be interested in. What is the will of God for me and for those around me at this time? What is the will of God for Canada? What is the will of God for the United States of America? What is the will of God for Mexico and every other nation under the sun? And that if we are able, I'm not, I'm not asking us now to be obedient like Jesus Christ was obedient. I suspect that if we had 1% of the obedience of Christ, if every one of us did, things would change upon the face of the earth. And the question I want to ask us is this. I want to ask you, check out yourself at this point in time. If you were the 120th person to arrive in the upper room, that was a great responsibility. And I'm saying to you, if you happen to be the last person that is needed to make up the critical mass that is to bring Satan down from the path where he is, how far would you be prepared to go in losing your life and in working for that which you know is the Father's will. That the Lord will strengthen, I think yesterday everyone was praying that the least amongst us should come into the fullness of these things. And it is going to happen. Amen. Not because of ourselves, but let us be sure about one thing. If you don't step out when you are supposed to step out, if you don't do the things that is necessary for you to do, if you do not follow Reverend to do what is needful. The Lord will raise even stones to take your place. The Lord will help us. No stone will take my place in the mighty name of Jesus. I myself am a stone. May the Lord make me to be a precious stone that he can use for the Father's will in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you very much, the people of Canada. You are in that nation to make a difference. And I have every reason to believe that in the days to come, great will be the company of them in Canada who will publish the news, the good news of salvation in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, help us Help every one of us to play our part. Help us, Lord, indeed to do as Jesus Christ did, who sought at every point in time to do nothing else but what the Father needed for him to do, what, which he saw the Father do. Let that be our testimony in the days ahead of us, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen. Thank you very much, uh, Pastor Jeff.